Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Sunday. It is Easter weekend, Richie. Happy Easter, um, April 17th. And we are here for a quick episode. We'll let um we'll, we'll try not to be too long, let people get back to their uh, Easter celebrations. But Richie, how are you doing today? Good. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm sure people have to, you know, church, whether they're getting ready to go or just got back. They have family coming over. I have my mom coming over here in a few hours. Uh, just excited to celebrate uh, Easter Sunday and uh, what's been a pretty good week for Florida State all around. Yeah, we'll get to uh, a lot of what's going on with FSU just kind of all over um, campus, but some really good stuff going on. Um, we'll talk a lot about football, a lot about different things. Are you, uh, what do you make? What are you cooking today? I always enjoy, don't get me in trouble, but pause, but I always enjoy the whatever meat you've got cooking up. Yeah, so I got a, uh, no a boneless, good way to say that, but <laughs> I got a boneless leg of lamb. I made a little paste oh, nice. and uh, rolled it up, and uh, we're gonna roast it on top of a bed of carrots and onions and potatoes, and it's going to be phenomenal, like it always is. So I, I'm really excited. I'll, I'll I'll throw some pictures up on the timeline later. Awesome, awesome, good stuff. We are. We just got home from church. Where the kids are napping, one of them is, and then we're going over to my in-laws here uh in a little bit uh so happy easter to everybody out there we like i said we'll get into it not as long of an episode today just with the holiday and there's some really big news around fsu but i don't think there's a lot of news around fsu this week so we'll jump right into it double fries no slaw brought to you by guthrie's in tallahassee you can visit both their locations at 1818 west tennessee street and 2550 north monroe we appreciate them. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but obviously we appreciate all that they did to help us with the tailgate last week. The chicken, um, the chicken always slaps at the tailgates. It's handheld. You can grab a chicken tender with one hand. If you're really good, you can grab the chicken tender with one hand and the sauce in the same hand. But dunking that chicken tender, dunking a couple of them um, into a thing of sauce and then just being able to toss that sauce you don't even need a plate. So the chicken tenders always slap out of the tailgate. Go by double, go by Guthrie's and tell them double fries, no slaw sent you. Um, I actually messaged them the other day about some, uh, they might be getting, they might be getting into the NIL game with some, uh, some of our favorite athletes that we've had on the show. So we'll kind of see how that goes, but shout out Guthrie. Really is like the, the ultimate tailgate snack, right? Because it's, it's, it's so it's easy. Good for like, yeah. It can last for like four hours and still be good. You know, it's not like some food, like it sits for an hour or two. Like, yeah, it's not great. No, those obviously I wasn't there for the spring game that you were up there, but for that Notre Dame game, I had uh, probably 15 tenders over four Dude. hours and it was good the entire time. It's so easy to literally just keep eating. Like you can yeah. always go back and grab one more tender. You can always go. So, yeah, I, I, I probably had that many or more <laughs> this time and last time and everything else. So, uh, very easy to keep eating the tenders. Hey, we don't ask for a lot in here, but if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, if you can hit the share button, if you're watching it live, obviously retweet, share, tag a friend. We would certainly appreciate it. If you're listening to it on replay. On the iTunes app, on Spotify, on Stitcher, wherever you are listening to it, if you could just hit the share button in the bottom right-hand corner, share it to your Facebook, your Twitter, wherever, um, and we would certainly appreciate it. Uh, we uh, we have a good time doing this, but we'd really like if we could kind of grow this community and and keep it going. If you're on YouTube, thumbs up or subscribe. That's a fun fun way to help out as well. Um, let's jump right into it, Richie. We've got we've had a, kind of a saga going on this weekend. We've talked, we had spaces every day this week with Newberg, and we've been heavy on the trail 
with a transfer offensive lineman from UGA, Amarius Mims, uh, former five-star who has left Georgia and will be transferring, it appears, to Florida State. Um, But – do you want to go through? Do you want to kind of give give the uh, give the timeline? Talk about a little bit of what's happened this week. Do you want me to do that? How do you want? How do you want to start this one? Yeah, I think it's you know, especially with the transfer portal being still somewhat new, it's important to go back to his high school recruitment. Right, he was like you said, top ten player in the country. I think number eight overall, regardless of position. Uh, five star. Any <laughs> literally everyone in the country wanted this guy. Um, and Florida State was actually really in it in his high school recruitment, thanks largely to the relationship that Alex Atkins built with Mims. Um, and it when it came time to make a decision, right? It, it, he did the smart thing, right? He picked Georgia over Florida State. Like he's again, he could have gone anywhere in the country. Uh, as much as he loved Coach Atkins, he said, "I'm going to go play at Georgia." And guess what? He won a national title, so I think he's pretty happy with that decision. Um, but now this is where it comes to the point where we said, you know, in the previous years that there was no prize for coming in second place in recruiting, right? That that might be different now in the transfer portal because Amarius Mims, um, as you mentioned, enters the portal. Uh, all reports say Florida State and Miami are, are pretty much the two key factors. No SEC schools really in play because he would have to sit out a year. He does not want to do that. Um, he was expected to go to Florida State for a day or two this week and then to Miami for the long weekend. Uh, that didn't happen, TJ. He, he got to Florida State Wednesday um, they took him out to dinner, stayed Thursday, stayed Friday, uh, before heading home and, and did not even make it to Miami. So before we get into anything else, that, that kind of sets the stage, so to speak, um, as to how crazy this was. Cause you had Miami reporters saying, no, he's going to be in Miami after spending a day at Florida state. <laughs> well, he spent a lot of time at Florida state and it sounds like he had a really good time. Yeah. I know they did a lot of stuff, um, for him. He got to go out to dinner, had some, I mean, I think this is pretty clear now. I mean, I don't think we're breaking any news here, but I believe met with, uh, met with the rising spear folks, um, you know, as was reported when he went into the portal last week, Josh Newberg said that NIL would be important to him. I think that when that was reported, I like how you backed it up to, to talk a little bit about, um, the, uh, the recruiting aspect and, and what his high school recruitment was. So I'll even back up just before we talk NIL. Um, this is also a kid that, if you remember, didn't get to take any visits, right? He committed in yeah. 2020. And so during that pandemic, like he didn't get to do this. And a lot of people will get to some controversy and stuff later. A lot of people say, oh, well, he's an adult now. He already got to live through recruiting and already got to make the- – not really, right? Like I understand he's 20 – you know, I understand he's a little bit older. But no, he didn't. He didn't get to live through that recruiting that a normal recruit gets to live through. And so, you know, committing during a pandemic – not being able to take those visits that most kids get to take. I, I do think that's kind of part of the aspect of this. So anyway, gets on campus, um, has, you know, meets with rising spear, Josh Newberg uh, talked about how NIL would be important when his report first came out. And then um, I think Miami fans heard that and took that as, Oh, if NIL is important, then we, this is done. This is a done deal. And that was kind of the assumption is, well, if he says NIL is important, like, we have way more to offer than Florida State does from an NIL perspective. I don't necessarily know that that's true um, per se. I know that the perception of that is is out there, but obviously the relationship was really important too. That really mattered. And um, from all accounts, he really enjoyed his visit. Uh, Florida State is very confident in what will happen here. It's recruiting and crazy things happen and, you know, who knows uh, – 
uh, who knows, you know, there were a lot of things that kind of shocked us at the end of last year's uh, recruiting cycle. So um, crazy things can certainly happen. Um, but Florida State feels really good here. And like I said, did some really good things on campus. Every time you saw any kind of picture of Amarius, um, Mike Norvell was right next to him and pretty much didn't leave his side through the entire recruitment. So seems pretty positive and obviously a massive position of need that, you know, they've already kind of labeled him as a probable first round pick and, and he's got to play at least two more years. So um, this would be, this would be the biggest pickup. I think, let me try and think back real quick. Well, him or Jermaine, right? This would be the biggest pickup in, in FSU's in Mike Norvell's tenure that or Jermaine Johnson, right? Both, uh, both coming from UGA. So it, it would be massive. It would certainly sure up the offensive line. And uh, I think we're just kind of ready for it to be official. Right, Richie? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those things, you know, it's uh, it certainly seems like it's trending that way. Um, anytime that, you know, there, there's a school that may have his eye a little bit that has a billionaire booster who's tweeting his name out, you, you got to step back a little bit, but even that, you know, it, I think, uh, what this visit for Florida state did was it, it probably showed him more like, listen, you're going to come here, be part of the family. Right. Uh, Miami, it, it seems like they're more like, we're just going to buy you for two years. Like we just want to rent you and, and then go do your thing. And it seems like, uh, again, that relationship with Atkins is going, you know, it, it going back to his high school recruitment. That could be the, what seals the deal for Florida state here. And like you said, talk about shoring up the offensive line. You know, I think you feel good about Robert Scott at one tackle, but you didn't know who was going to be the other tackle. Right. And sure. now you can put Robert Scott on the right end. You, you got Marius Mims, should he end up at Florida State? And then the, you really like what you have inside between, the, you know, Gibbons, Caden Lyles, and everybody else. Uh, Darius Washington could be in there. You, you go from, an, okay, we, we think we got an okay offensive line, so this could be decent, like, you know, above average in the ACC, which Florida State probably hasn't had since, what, 2014 maybe? And even then, yeah, yeah, 2014, it probably rivals that offensive line because 2013's yeah. was much better and then had a couple of guys yeah. drafted and 14 had some injuries and Dalvin made that offensive line look a lot better than they were. <laughs> um, but you look at a lot of, you, I mean, you know, as as you look at the main difference between Jameis's 2013 year and his 2014 year was how good the offensive line was. Yeah. Like Jameis under pressure, like, and then you look at how much different he was last year versus when he was at the Bucks, right? Like, when the yeah. offensive line wasn't good, like he throws a lot of interceptions and he did that his, his redshirt sophomore year. And so, yeah, I, again, I think it kind of rivals that 2014 team, right? Where it's not elite. I would, you know, it's like a great offensive line, but it is much. Improved. But you're happy with it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you are thrilled after what we've watched the last seven years. <laughs> so um, report came out that he could take a couple of visits um, not sure that he takes a, a Miami visit, you know, and I agree with that too. Like, I think when you, you know, there's a lot of excitement anytime there's a new coach, right? It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if yeah. it's Mario Cristobal, Willie Taggart, Mike Devine, it doesn't matter. When there's a new coach, there's excitement. And when you have a billionaire booster who uh, basically says we're going to buy anyone and everything we can, well, some people can't be bought, you know, and some, yeah. some things are about more than just money. And I know that's kind of, may strike Miami fans as weird is because they think that, you know, we have the most money. And so we're just going to buy everything we can and everything we want. But this kind of just does prove that sometimes relationships mean a little bit more than money. Now, sometimes, you know, sometimes money does mean more than we're like, I'll tell you that, like, you know, I love my job, but if somebody was willing to offer me 
five times my salary. I don't know that I love my job that much, right? Like, so sometimes money yeah. does, but like for all intent purposes, you know, relationships still do matter and relationships do very much. Uh, they are very much important. And so that's the biggest takeaway that I've had from this is that um, money isn't everything, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, well, I, the, I do think that the- he's going to be taken care of, but I also think that the relationship meant a whole heck of a lot, um, not only between Mims and Atkins, but also Atkins and, and Amarius's family. Yeah. And if, I mean, if John Reeves wants to throw him like a $3 million deal, I, I guess it'd kind of be like, you know, when we hired Willie and we thought we were getting Jim Levitt and then they've raised, gave him like a $700,000 raise to stay at Oregon yeah. and then he leaves the next year anyway. Um, so people yeah. do get angry that have money and spend it in ways, but uh, like you mentioned, um, some people just can't be bought. The relationships do matter. Um, when I saw he showed up in Crocs at, at the Moore Center that first day on the visit, I'm like, yeah, this guy, him and Odell are gonna they're they're gonna have a good relationship as well, uh, not just Atkins. So I he seems like a country boy. Uh, Tallahassee is a great small town. I would not want to live there as an adult, but definitely great as a college student. Um, Man, it, it, things do seem to be lining up. And then if you do get MIMS, there's going to be other additions. And we'll talk here shortly about some uh, departures we had for the portal. But talk about proof of concept with the name, image, and likeness, Rising Spear. Uh, they're probably going to hit a 1,000 donors this week, which is ridiculous. Yeah, I know. that It's been really impressive. Um, yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. Rising Spear has gone. They, they launched their website on... Uh, Monday, so it was the day, the last time we did the pod. Shout out BMAC, who did a fantastic job on here. If you didn't hear his interview, um, as the winning coach of the spring game, super fantastic yeah. and super good. Uh, go check that out. But uh, he put he, he called his shot. BMAC called his shot. He said 90% of Mary Smith. I thought, and I told him this on the on spaces. Were you on that spaces? I told him I thought you were being a little bit of a homer. Like I thought that that was a little high. Like I thought it was like 50 50 us in Miami at that point. Um, well, real quick, TJ, do you remember before when we, we had him before, before uh, well, you go behind the stage a little bit before he went live, he was telling us this before anybody reported. He's like, I'm hearing he's coming here Wednesday. What, what do you guys hear? Yeah. And I'm like, man, he, he called that shot. And sure enough, he, he yeah. got, showed up Wednesday night. Yeah, he really did. And obviously, you know, obviously connected. He had been around Florida yeah. State the uh, the entire weekend and stuff. But so. I don't, I don't think I'm breaking any news now, so I can kind of say this. But as soon as we got off the pod on Monday night, I went and did the bourbon pod with Sonone and my buddy Ben. And uh, I was told then, and Josh, is, Josh has said this now, so I don't think I'm breaking any rules or I don't think Brendan's going to get mad at me but because I think he heard it from Josh too. But I was told then that Miami wasn't a factor. On that Monday night, I was told Miami was not a factor. Now, I didn't you know, in confidence, I was told that I wasn't going to tweet yeah. like, Hey, Miami's not a fact. Cause I think the staff and I think they try to keep things pretty tight lipped so that yeah. Josh has know, said that it, since. So it, yeah, yeah. He's, he's gone so public it, with that. So it didn't get to Miami and their billion dollar boosters and everybody else that, um, Hey, we'll give you $3 million just to come down here. Or what, you know, whatever massive yeah. number it is. So I think that it was a reason that all that kind of kept under wraps. Obviously war chant didn't honor any of that, but um, I was told then on Monday that he wasn't a fa- that they weren't a factor, and so it was a lot of fun to just watch Miami fans for the next five days think that they were a factor and think that they were the only factor, and that he was just gonna you know you're reading the reports of and all this, all all this time in the back of my head again I, you know told stuff in confidence you, you can't say it all this time in the back of my head when they're saying like oh he might just stop by FSU oh he might like 
you know, wave out the plane window while he's getting down to Miami, you know, all this stuff. Um, knowing that they weren't a factor the whole time was truly, um, a, you know, a sight to see. Like, that was the most fun. Like, you know, it's kind of like you, you know, when you knew, you know, what it remind me of when we played them in 20, speaking of 2014, when we played them in 2014 and they took that early lead and just knew they were still going to lose, but it was so much fun to watch all the hope and all of the passion and, like we've got this, we're finally going to end the streak, um, and then they they blew it. They ended up losing, I, and so that's what it reminded me of, like in my head. But I couldn't say anything. I couldn't say anything to anybody. I didn't want that to get out. But like, it was so much fun watching all of their hopes and dreams, and you know, we're rich and all these other tweets and stuff that that happened from them. So a really enjoyable week for me. I'll just say that for me, it, it reminded a uh, you know back when uh, you know we're going back ten plus years. When they thought they were getting John Gruden, right? Like it, it was a done oh deal. Like they, they all the edits. Yeah. There was like twenty different edits. Like John Gruden, he's coming to Miami. Never, that was never the case, right? And I, I think this one is hilarious. And I think if you're a Florida State fan and you're still on the edge a little bit, is Miami in play? Keep in mind that that the initial um, plan was to go to Miami. But this family took two cars because mom said, I don't want to go to Miami. I, you guys go down there if you want. I, I'll come to Florida State. Um, and that, to me, was the biggest thing. When, it, when mom said she's going to Tallahassee, but she will not go to Miami, that was the biggest deal for me. That means, yeah, she, she knows where she wants her kid at. Um, let's be honest. Uh, we know what recruiting is. He probably got his bag from Georgia already in the initial recruiting process. And now he's going to get another one. It sounds like Rising Spear did a phenomenal job. And shout out to all the listeners. I know you guys push in spaces. Like, go give 10 bucks a month or whatever you can. Because a guy like Marius Mims, who could legitimately mean one, maybe two more wins for Florida State this season, he doesn't come here without the Rising Spear. So, guys, go sign up for that. But, yeah, when, when I heard his mom was um, not on board to go to Miami, I'm like, I, I think we're in good shape here. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, shout out to folks that have – um, done an incredible job. I mean, we've, we've certainly banged the drum and we have tried to push as much as we can. Um, I'm, I, somebody reached out to me the other day and said like, you're, you're pretty good at like peer pressuring people into it. I'm, I'm not the nicest person with all of that. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't motivate well. I, like you mentioned Gruden. I don't motivate well through love. It's, it's usually, you know, I'm beating people over the head with, you know, you're a bad person if you don't go do this. But I've, I actually said that. I think I was like a couple of drinks in at Epcot. But when Dylan uh, Gibbons was doing the bourbon charity raffle, I was like, you're a bad person if you don't give to this. <laughs> and like 20 people win bought tickets. So like whatever it takes, right? So like four uh, tickets I, for that after that. You got yeah, me. I'm, for hundred bucks. Right? <laughs> yeah, Richie's like, crap, I'm a bad person. So anyway. You, you got um, me to give to uh, Jack and Cigar <laughs> fun yesterday too. Sheesh. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, man. We've had fun this week on, on social media and, and covering all this stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, shout out to the folks. I mean, Rising Spear launched their website a, a week ago tomorrow. Um, immediate, like over the weekend, um, had, you know, got up to, oh man, I think there were at 355 donors. Don't quote me on that exactly. Um, on Monday and yeah. on Friday, they were up over 780. So about 440 uh, people contributed. I actually just reached out to them while we were on uh, the the air right now. And I'm literally getting a text back that we believe we're up over 900. So the goal is a thousand. If you're watching this, if you're listening to this, we would certainly encourage you to go to risingspear.com, sign up, um, and let's kind of continue to push that number up. Like you said, the proof of concept is there. I was worried that we would 
all donate and we would get the numbers up really big and we would get a lot of momentum. And then the kid would go somewhere else. The kid would go to Miami or Texas or just wherever. And people would be discouraged and cancel or lower them or whatever the, you know, Oh, well I gave and you guys couldn't even get him. The idea is to give so that we can be in these battles. You're not going to win every single, but you're not going to get every Jared verse. You're not going to get every Jermaine Johnson. You're not going to get every Marius Mims, but I'm glad that things seem to be trending this way to where it does look like we're going to be able to, to sign the kid. And again, if we could in, encourage you to do anything, it would be to go to risingspear.com and sign up um, at any level you can. And if you can't sign up for a monthly thing, do a one-time donation um, and, and, and support the cause. The other side of that that we always continue to push is to be a booster. I think those things go hand in hand. I've seen Rising Spear tweet and post and put out there um, that – um, we need to support the boosters as well. And it's, it, it, I know there's a lot of concern and there's been a lot of people that say, oh man, what about the boosters? Are they going to lose funds? Are they nervous about Rising Spear? Are they nervous about that? Rising Spear has done a phenomenal job of not only encouraging signups for their own platform, which obviously we think is very important. Richie and I both personally do contribute, Harlan as well. Um, but Rising Spear has also um, encouraged people to sign up to be boosters, uh, not just their own platform. To be successful, I think we have to have both. We have to have both running at the yep. same time, and, and that's you know kind of what we need. So I think that we've done a very good job with that, and I would encourage you again, if, if you have any questions about that, feel free to shoot me a message on Facebook, Twitter, Insta wherever you're watching, Instagram, YouTube, comment. Happy to answer any questions. I've had several meetings with both organizations, and I'd be happy to kind of answer any questions you have on them. Um, all right, I, I think we can't not address this, Richie, and then um, – Stay tuned. Follow Rising Spear on Twitter. There'll be an update coming up tomorrow morning for hard numbers. But again, believe it's up over 900. Let's blow them up today. It's Easter. Yeah. Hang out with your family. Go. Let's get that to 1,000. So anyway, can't not address this. People are commenting it. People are talking about it. Wartran dropped the ball on this. Um, Carol over here, you guys are at least being honest uh, about doing the right thing on like some nameless outlets. We'll name them here. Warchant.com. <laughs> Wanting their notoriety and rushing to judgment. Thank you for your honesty. Happy Easter and go Seminoles. Happy um, Easter to you. Interesting. Yeah. Happy Easter to everybody watching. Again, if you're watching, listening, wherever, if you could share this, yeah. we'd certainly appreciate it. Richie, thoughts on, we don't have to, I've, I've, I've done enough on spaces where I don't have to go crazy on this, but just thoughts on um, when you saw it come out on Wednesday night that, you know, Florida State, he was going to sign, which, you know, spoiler for those that don't cover recruiting don't or don't cover it well, <laughs> you know, transfers don't sign, but, you know, mistakes happen when people aren't very good at covering recruiting. Um what are you? What were your? What was your thoughts when it first came out? When it first said, were you awake? Were you awake when it hit like eight, nine o'clock? No, I, I saw it the. Next I know that you go to bed kind of early. I'm not going to tell you and, time. And I was, I was shocked they would because uh, you know Gene's a good businessman, right? And, and he's typically pretty good about not putting stuff out there. I think Ira's a phenomenal writer. I'm a big fan of his, but he's not really a breaking news guy. So it was just weird that they put it out there. Um, and then even yesterday, it was hilarious. Like, you might've been posting the screenshots where, you know, Michael Langston was trying to walk it back. Like, Oh no, we never said that. Like, well, here's people like posting receipts. Um, and they're in scramble mode, but say something. Yeah. That, like, yeah, they had a whole freaking TV show <laughs> about what it means to Florida state. Um, I'm not trying to dunk on them too much. I was shocked. I, I really was that war chant would do that because they, they've been around forever. They know how this, these things work. Um, 
you don't have to be first. I think maybe, you know, the conspiracy theory you guys were talking about in spaces when Josh called everybody out for not uh, reporting that Mims was felt like they needed to have something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And I do think he still comes to Florida state. Um, Again, nothing's final yet. We're not reporting that. Uh, I was a little surprised because they have enough cachet that they don't need to break a story like this. Right. It's not a big deal. It'd be different for, you know, like us at doubleprizemoosla.com. If we wanted to try and break it to jump onto the scene, um, you know, it, it, you know, you can take a risk like that, but they're established. There was no need to, I was, I was just surprised. It, and, you know, it, it kind of sucked because it, you know, Mims, like you mentioned, yeah, he went through the recruiting process once, but not really. So this is him like actually going through the recruiting process. It's kind of like when LeBron went to Miami, right? He didn't go to college. He just got drafted. So he wanted to enjoy the process, get wine and dined and let them have that, you know? So I was a little surprised, but they're they're still in scramble, but I, I checked out the message board. Oof, they're they're not having a good weekend. I can tell you that, and I can tell you, Mike Norvell was not happy with that report either. Yeah, there there were a lot of people that were pretty unhappy. Somebody just asked, "What's the news?" Happy Easter, Happy Easter, Mister Raider, the coach. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that I think Josh kind of talked about that. And there's a way to you don't have to have all of the inside scoop to tell the story, right? And I think that was Josh's point the other day was you can tell the story by talking about what the impact would be if he comes yeah. uh, to Florida state, what the impact would be if he didn't come to Florida state, how, how bad of an optic loss this would be if you lost him to your biggest rival in the conference or, you know, you, you, we asked BMAC about him. Right. And so we put out a video of what BMAC's prediction was, or so you can tell the story without necessarily having to be first or having to have all the inside scoop or having to have, um, having to ruin a kid's moment. And I think that that's, what's kind of disappointing is they, they do a good job at certain things over there. And this yeah. is not a, you know, a bash, any kind of outlet um, forum, but it's, it's a little disappointing to see, you know, they rushed so quickly to be first. The kid hadn't even stepped on campus. He was only yeah. in Tallahassee and he hadn't even made it to campus yet. And so for the kid um, to, have his moment taken and then like immediately come out and refute that. Like Zach Blostein of Nolsu Four Seven reached out. He said, no, that's not the case for the kid to immediately refute it. And then you have to kind of backtrack. I just, I, I didn't love that. And now, you know, they very much are trying to backtrack and say, Oh, well, you know, we think we feel good about it. We think there's a decision to be made. We think he is going to, but obviously they have moved very far off of the, he will sign or, you know, they've nagged him or nabbed him. Sorry, not nagged him. But, you know, they obviously put out the video and everything else that went with it. So I, just not, I mean, a good lesson to obviously not do that. I don't know if, you know, a good lesson for everybody else. I don't necessarily know that they would change anything if they had the opportunity to do it again because they did get a bunch of clicks and, you know, that's ultimately what, yeah. what you want. So, um, you know, just disappointing. So, you know, somebody asked, do you think the he changed his mind because of the false report? I do not. No. Um, I think enough time has gone by. And I, yeah, I think the relationship's strong enough where I'm not worried about that at all. Um, but yeah, a little disappointed to see that the other night. But we got some good jokes off on the timeline. I will say that the 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 jokes from somebody tweeted. Uh, oh man, the FSU Gifts account tweeted breaking news: Warchamp.com is reporting that Florida State is up two touchdowns on LSU already. So um, there were there were definitely some some good report. I'm uh, sorry, some good reports, some good jokes that kind of came out of it, and and that was fun. Yeah, but it, it, to be fair, you know, everyone has their day, right? So we're going to have a bad day where everyone's at our next 247 is going to report something it. eventually <laughs> that doesn't come to fruition. Yeah. Uh, but, 
everyone gets it. So, and again, I, I like most of the guys like Ira Corey. I think they do a phenomenal job. Everybody loves Jeff, uh, Cameron and Tom. So this isn't a, you know, poop on war chant thing, but I feel like it's, it's fair game to say that the way they handled that was not right. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we're not saying that the, you know, anybody's a bad person or that they're immoral or that they should die or yeah, whatever. We just, I disagree with the way that it was handled. Right. Like you can, yeah. you can, I disagree with I mean, Josh is my buddy and I've disagreed with stuff that he's done, you know, like yeah. whatever, you know, like I've, I've, I, me and you do a show every week, most of the time, two or three times a week. And I disagree with you all the time. Like, it's not, exactly. you know, like we could be boys and not agree on stuff, you know, like, so, I mean, I think that that's, that's kind of the big, big takeaway there. So um, another big takeaway you guys need to go to garnetandgold.com and check them out. I was up there last weekend at the spring game. They have an entire vault store that's dedicated to only vintage FSU gear. You old logo people, you keep this chief people, (laughs) the people that like the old school FSU interlocking. Um, They've got an entire store that's a vault store. You can order all that stuff online and we'll save you 20%. Use code NOSLAW, N-O-S-L-A-W at garnetandgold.com. Don't shop at Fanatics. Don't shop at Alumni Hall. Don't shop at any of these other places. Garnet Gold is the only one that is FSU owned, not FSU owned, but owned by Knowles. Um, they've supported the community. They've given back to boosters. They've employed thousands of FSU students. Um, you know, Fanatics, I know, is the big one that everybody shops at online. That is owned by Gators, and you should stop giving your money there. And you should spend money only at garnetandgold.com. I know they're going to have a lot of exciting stuff coming out when the Nike drop comes in a few um, few weeks, few months around football season. Save yourself 20%. Shop No Slaw, N-O-S-L-A-W. They have quick, fast shipping. You can also use the code if you live in Tallahassee. No Slaw works, and you can select store pickup. I know Harlan did that with his uh, NIL shirts that they had for for Sydney and Kaylee. They've got more exciting stuff coming down the pike. So be a supporter of the people that support us. Shop at garnetgold.com. If you're in Tallahassee, you already know that the game day experience does not exist without Garnet and Gold. So stop by any of their three locations and uh, pick up something today. Use the code first. Shop online and go in and pick up the items. And uh, you can save 20% with code NOSLAW, N-O-S-L-A-W. Appreciate Garnet and Gold and their support. Yeah, last so last Tuesday evening, I placed an order at GarnetandGold.com. I got the one of the black mock polos, so without the collar with the steer Nike, it's awesome. And I finally pulled the trigger on the you know the turquoise basketball shorts. Again, I placed that order around eight o'clock Tuesday night, just before my bedtime. It was there Thursday afternoon. Like it's not Amazon Prime or yeah. anything, but. You know, I and again, I live in Orlando, so if, depending on where you live, that that will differ. But literally, had it less than forty hours after my order. They are quick. The everything they have is amazing. So definitely support them. They do a fantastic job. Um, appreciate all they do for us. Um, loved being able to get up there and um, hang with them a little bit. Shout out Tara and Guy and and Christian and everybody that's uh, associated with them up there. They they do a fantastic job, and so really appreciate them. Um, it's the only place we'll I'll ever shop. Like I'm, I've, I've yeah. shorn off fanatics. So I'm, I'm out of there with that one. So carding gold only for me. Um, what else? Spring football has come to an end. We had a couple of guys hit the transfer portal, Richie, um, Jordan young, who that's unfortunate because there was so much talent and he just kind of never put it together. Hunter Washington entered the portal. 
I don't think either one of them like massive shocks, but you know, we kind of talked about this guys will kind of be going into the portal entering here and there. Um, if they're not competing and then they're not having playing, getting playing time might be time to look elsewhere, especially if they're two and three and four years into the system writings on the wall that, yeah. you know, it might be time to kind of try and look elsewhere. Cause I mean, you'd like these guys to be able to play, you know, um, as opposed to just sitting behind, you know, younger guys that are coming and yeah. taking their spot. So, and for me, I think Jordan Young's kind of the bummer, right? Because it, he's a guy that, you know, it had some great issues in high school. So nobody was really sure if he would qualify or not. So he was very underrated. Um, if you look at his senior year film, uh, they call him the abusement park. It, it's really mm -hmm. good. It's not just him mossing kids. It's him running past kids. Like I, he looks like a five-star on film, right? And it, it just never put it together. Um, Hunter Washington, unfortunately, you know, again, wish both these kids nothing but the best, but that DB room is loaded with talent right now. Um, you got AZ Thomas, you got Sam McCall coming in now. So if you've been passed by freshmen in the spring, you know, it's probably the, the smart decision to look in and see what your options are. So I don't think they will be the last two to hit the portal for Florida state. I think there will be more. Um, and I think Florida state will bring more players in from the portal as well. So I, I think it's going to be fairly active. Um, let's just get this Mims uh, thing done first and then go from there. But <laughs> I, I, I don't think uh, either of these departures changes your outlook on the 2022 season at all. Yeah, for sure. Um, we talked about this other places that we're maybe looking in the, in the portal, some other potential uh, positions. You kind of wrote a couple down here, but there's still a couple you're looking at. Yeah, and it depends. We'll see how many spots we have. I think we're at 84 right now. I, I, I know Noel 247 does a great job of the scholarship projections and everything. Um, and as Newberg always says, the numbers will work out. Um, but I, I would like to see another offense lineman. Obviously, if you get a Marius Mims, that, that's a huge help, and you don't need another one. But if you can just continue to throw quality numbers, and, and that if you do get Mims, you can be picky on the offensive lineman, right? You're not going to just take anybody. You're, you're going to make sure take someone that you contribute. Yeah. Um, I, I'd like to see an edge rusher get in here and, and I don't know the, I feel like the fan base is kind of split on this. Uh, if they should take a quarterback or not leaving spring, I'm not confident at all of what we have behind Jordan Travis, but I'm not sure we need to take one either. If that makes any sense at all. Yeah. I mean, that's the big thing to me is that I'm not super confident behind Jordan, but at the same time, I don't know that there's a quarterback out there at least at this point, that I would be more confident in, right? Like, I, I think that if the right opportunity comes along, if the right quarterback comes along, it's very hard to say, like, I want a backup quarterback because, like, who, you no know. one's in the portal to be a backup, yeah. Right, and and maybe they kind of see, like, maybe they're sitting behind a, a quarterback, like a Tyler Van Dyke, right? Like, Van Dyke, yeah. as long as he doesn't get hurt, and he doesn't play in a way that would lend him to getting hurt, Maybe a guy that's sitting behind a Tyler Van Dyke, like behind a top whatever quarterback, top 15, 20 quarterback in the league, says like, okay, well, I'm a backup here at Georgia or Miami or just wherever. I've got a better chance to get on the field behind a quarterback that does um, have the potential to get hurt more often, right? Like Jordan hasn't finished a full season. He has gotten hurt here and there. And obviously we're hoping that's not the case this year. But maybe if you're a backup at – one of these schools with a, a top 15, top 10 quarterback, you do kind of look at that and say, I've got a better chance to get on the field at a place where 
Florida State hasn't had. When was the last time Florida State had a quarterback make it through an entire season without getting hurt? 2016, Francois the whole year? Yeah. So, you know, maybe it is better to go to uh, Florida State. And maybe that's the sell. Maybe that's the pitch if, if somebody does go in or, or see that. So, But at the same time, I don't know that it makes a massive difference at all, right? Like, I don't think that, oh, Jordan Travis, Jordan Travis is healthy. I like us to win eight, nine games. Jordan Travis gets hurt. I basically like us to lose every game he's out, unless it's like Duquesne or Louisiana or something like that. So I don't know that any backup coming in makes me think like, oh, okay, we're just all of a sudden going to win those games. Now, it would be kind of nice to have a backup that could just get you through a couple of drives without turning the ball over. But maybe later in the year, um, you know, our guys could do that anyway. So I I don't know. I, I, I think if the perfect opportunity comes up and you find somebody that, really could kind of be a difference maker for you, then maybe maybe you do roll with him. But if not, you roll with your guys. You improve around him where he doesn't have to put his body on the line. You get a guy like Mims to block for him, and maybe that's the strategy to kind of go that way. Um, I agree with you. I think if you could find – I think right now the, the, you really like where things are. I think the, the Winston Wright thing kind of makes things difficult. Maybe you look at a wide receiver, yeah. maybe a tight end. There could be some news around that, not breaking anything here, but – could be some tight ends that we're looking at here soon um, that are going to the portal. So I think that that those would be some positions, you know, your, your playmaker type stuff. I think running back's good offensive line. Again, if you can find somebody that's elite, you're always kind of, you never have too many offensive linemen defensive line. I like secondary linebacker would be an interesting one. I think there could be a little bit more depth there, um, but you got to kind of, again, you just got to have the right guy come, come along. I like the, I like our top three. I like Bethune. I like, um, um, Deloach, Lundy at number three. But if you find somebody that comes along that's kind of like a like a um, Bethune or something like that, then I no. you make a run at him or Take whatever. Him. So yeah, yeah, I think it's all about who's the best like fits right now. I think you know what's the fit, what can what can kind of happen and, and come from that. So um, biggest questions that remain for you after spring practice. We said this was being early when we're about to be in an hour. So biggest questions <laughs> that remain for you after spring practice. Do you feel better about any units after as compared to like the start of spring? Yeah, I, I feel great about the running back room. And that was, that I wouldn't say that was an area of concern heading into it, but it wasn't one that I was, you know, impressed with the overly. But Trey Benson, I mean, he, he might have been the, the biggest shock of spring for me, but a guy that showed up on an official visit, still wearing a knee brace uh, just a few months ago. And I think he's our RB1 now. Um, and, and I'm a little concerned about the receiving room, to be honest. It, you know, I didn't see as much that I would have liked to see. Obviously, the Winston Wright thing. Um, there's nothing you can do about that, but it, it does hurt. So I think you, you definitely want to try and get another receiver in the portal. Uh, but I think the running back room really surprised me in a, in a positive way. The receivers, not quite what I wanted to see. And, and I think, you know, defensively, I, I kind of like us at all three levels. We don't have the depth at linebacker that I'd like. Um, maybe not even that defensive line, but it seems like the secondary is coming along. Um, overall, a promising spring. Um, like I said, if, if you told me that the receivers wouldn't live up to what I was hoping for, but the running backs would, you know, exceed what I thought, I, I, you take the good with the bad at that point. Yeah, especially if we continue to add to, I mean, and that's going to be the strength of this team. I think the strength of this team is going to be running in defense, just like it was last year. And if we can improve the offensive line, like it seems like we are and have and will, running back room is coming along. Wide receivers just take a small step forward. I mean, they couldn't be any worse than last in the in the ACC last year. So let's get around seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. So we'll see somewhere in there, <laughs> there we where we're making some plays. Um, 
I think that's uh, I think that's kind of where we see things. I also really like where we're at with the defensive line. I think we knew that would be a strength of this team. I really like a lot. I like all three all three kind of position groups on defense. I, I like where we're at with the linebackers. I think the secondary is the deepest we've been in a while, and so I, I'm. I'm encouraged coming out of spring. Glad that we have a lot of time for these guys to continue to get reps and get together. And I'm excited to see what additions are continued to be made in the, in the portal for, uh, for Florida state for, through for Mike Norvell and, and the rest of the team. So um, again, if you're just tuning in, if you're listening to this, if you're watching this, do us a favor, hit the share button, tag a friend in this. That's not in here watching um, hit retweet. If you're, if you're on Twitter, or like it, um, we would certainly appreciate that. Um, all right, I think we're we're going around the horn now. Is that where we're at? Yeah, we're through yep. football. Let's talk about the rest of it. Let's bring um, Harlan in here because we had a Harlan, heck of a week eh, on the diamond. His uh, his internet's not very good, so I'm just gonna have to do it here without. Him. But um, we have FSU's RPI here. I hate all this other stuff on the side, but FSU's RPI is has improved a ton. They improved what like 16 spots? It says over there on the right, yeah. up to like 18th after sweeping. Louisville and Florida this week. Um, just a ton of fun this week with uh, uh, with baseball. On Tuesday night, beat Florida five to nothing. Scored five runs in the first inning. Yeah. Which that's a lot of fun. The game was over as it started. <laughs> game winning run with your second batter of the game. That's that's not terrible at all. Um, beat Florida uh, to avenge a loss that was really really fluky earlier in the season. And then this weekend, actually Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, Went up against Louisville, a num- the number nine. T- Florida was ranked, um, and then Louisville was ranked number nine. On Thursday, Florida State scored five runs in the second inning. On Friday, Florida State scored five runs in the first inning again. Those would be all the runs that they would need as Florida State would win both of those games handily. And then we had a back-and-forth dogfight yesterday, which Florida State ended up coming out on top 10-9. to nine. The game was That was a lot phenomenal. of fun yesterday. That game that was, was a, a lot of fun. Ton of fun. Back so I didn't and see forth, the first Louisville, two, but I watched it. Yeah, man, that uh, was awesome. Louisville made it close there late. Um, man, it was really, really fun and <laughs> glad to get the sweep. That was huge for FSU, who had had a tough couple of weeks to get the sweep. Um, big, big moment for them. They are back in contention to host a regional at this point. If you have a, a top yeah. 19 RPI, they'll be ranked, I think, in the top 20 this week after their impressive week. Um they should be right there in contention and we'll see how the year finishes up. They've got a few weeks remaining, but uh, man, way to put themselves in, in position. I believe they go up to Clemson this weekend. I'll actually look it up while we're talking about it. Yeah. Georgia Southern on uh, the midweek game on Wednesday. And then they go up to Clemson, South Carolina, who has been really good. Clemson's been really good this year. And so I think that's a, that's an important series for Florida state to get um, on the road. They play Friday, Saturday, and Sunday next week. Um, really be nice to take. Obviously, you'd, you'd love a sweep, but if you could get a series win on the road against Clemson, who has been good this year, um, that'd be really good for FSU. Um, softball split their first two games um, with UNC. The rubber match is today. Actually getting started. Is it right now? I think they play at noon. Uh, getting started here in just a minute. Um so hopefully they can get a win. Yesterday was just a rough outing. Hopefully they can get a win to win that series. Um, two to one at North Carolina. They will be, I think they're, I think, I don't think they have a midweek this week. I think they are just back um, home. Should have, should have known this, but no, 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 they do play. They play Stetson on Tuesday and then they come home for a series. 
um, against Clemson as well. They play Clemson this weekend as well, but they play home while they play away. I wish that I wish that both those series were at home at the same time or away at the same time because that'd be kind of fun. If I mean, I won't be it either, but YOLO. Um, Tough day yesterday for beach volleyball. They lost a couple, but they get ready for their conference championship in two weeks. Women's golf is complete. Keep competing right now in the match play ACC championships. I love match play championships because they are so much fun to watch. Obviously when you go to the national championship, it gets a little bit different, but I love the way this works. They are currently up two holes to none with three of the holes tied. Um, they're all on the back part of the uh, on the back nine, one through fourteen, one through thirteen, one two, couple through eleven, one through twelve. So tied up right now, or uh, up to nothing right now, but nothing decided. Is there's still several holes to go, um, and three of them are up for grabs. So if Florida State can just get one of them back in their advantage. If Wake can get all three of them back in their advantage, then you know Florida State will have some work to do. But the the back nine of this is going to be a, a ton of fun. Oh yeah, it's if. If you love the Ryder Cup and if you're a golf fan, you absolutely love it. You, you love match play, and that's kind of what we're getting. We j- actually just had match play. Scotty Scheffler won it, uh, the Dell match play a few weeks ago. Just a lot of fun to just watch it play out that way, as opposed to you know playing, you know, yeah. the same 18 holes four days in a row for one number. No, it's you could be out of it and right back in it in two or three holes. And yeah. uh, shout out to Beatrice Wallen and and the team there because they let's see what they can do. Yeah. So fingers crossed that we can kind of get that ACC championship all wrapped up. Uh, men's golf starts their ACC on Friday, on, on the 22nd. So this Friday upcoming. Uh, men's tennis won their final regular season match against Georgia Tech yesterday. Had to come from behind, but a very impressive win for them. I saw Michael Alford out there. It was in Atlanta. So he made the five-hour trip up or so. You you probably have made that trip more times than I have, Tally to Atlanta. Um, I've actually never made that. So have you, did you ever go up while you were in college? I've made that trip once and it was on a whim, but shout out my buddy Shane uh, in Weston. It was when Florida State, it was my junior year, Florida State made it to the ACC championship game in basketball and it was in Atlanta. We woke up at 6 a.m. that Sunday, drove to Atlanta, went to get beer for the game, realized I don't sell beer in Georgia. That really sucked. Um, and then drove <laughs> back the same day. And I felt bad because my buddy Shane drove and he had a stick shift. And me and my buddy Weston, we didn't know how to drive a stick. So he had to make the entire drive there and back. We made a day trip to Atlanta from Tallahassee. But that was the only time. And Duke beat us, unfortunately, but still a blast to go to. Yeah. I, uh, I've i been to Atlanta several times, but never by way of Tallahassee. So, like, I've you know, it's kind of yeah. – Tallahassee's kind of out of the way from Tampa. I mean, you're straight up 75. So, yeah. um, but shout out Men's Tennis who won their, again, final ACC match against uh, our final regular season match against Georgia Tech their ACC championship begins on Wednesday uh, women's tennis has their senior day today they have won six of their last seven five in a row now that they finally gotten healthy um, they are playing really well right now and so they have senior day against Syracuse today hopefully I didn't just jinx them by talking about how well they're playing lately but uh a really, really good performance here at the second half of the year. Now that they have everybody healthy on the women's tennis squad, they are just getting started against, um, against Syracuse shout out Petra Huell and Lissetti Jacobs for senior day. Um, hopefully they can both win their individual matches and Florida state can come out with their sixth win in a row and seven of their last eight. They start the ACC championship on Thursday, April 21st. The ACC is loaded 
It'll be incredibly tough, but they've already knocked off UNC and they played really, really well. Or they beat Duke and they played really, really well against UNC, down a couple of girls. And so it'll be interesting to see what kind of noise Florida State can make in the ACC tournament. Uh, bracket will be set later today. Um, track and field had some records broken and some top 10 performances and a whole lot of personal bests um, out on the track yesterday. You can check out Seminoles.com um, backslash track and field or go to the track and field page to get all of the updates there. But a really good weekend for Florida State, a really good week and weekend for Florida State Athletics um, overall. And so fun to fun to kind of go through those uh, around the horn or weekly recaps when uh when the team is doing well so <laughs> yeah. not as much fun when uh when everybody's dropping games and stuff so a lot of positivity a lot of good things going on semesters quickly uh coming to a, an end and a close and a wrap and so a lot of uh, a lot of postseason stuff coming up very very soon to stay up to date with all of it michael ferguson mike ferguson does a great job on our website double fries fantastic job of uh um, delivering the news, letting you guys know what's going on with daily updates. So give him a follow. It's Mike Ferguson and uh, check out doublefriesnoslaw.com. Um, one other thing that I, I had two shout outs and then Richie, I don't know if you have anything else we can get out of here. Um, they're not even really shout outs, but we came out with a shirt. If I would have been prepared, I'd have had it ready to go. We came out with a shirt for Reese Albert. It's Hey, 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 it's Reese Albert. We've sold a ton of those things. All proceeds go to him through name, image, and likeness. So go check out, doublefriesnoslaw.com if you hit shop and then you hit animals of section B or NIL, Reese Albert, whatever the tag is, you can grab um, a Reese Albert shirt. Uh, there's also a couple of other section B animal shirts in there that I saw at the park the other day. Um, so really good stuff uh, there. Also, I purchased a, you talked about quick shipping. I purchased a um, Michaela Edenfield shirt for my daughter. Um, and it got here in two days. I got it on like Tuesday or Wednesday night and it got here or like, I think I got it on Wednesday night, maybe Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. And it was here yesterday. So talk about fast shipping. That's Kaylin Arnold's company, Sunday golds, really, really cool stuff. Um, Michaela has been fantastic this year. And so I wanted to get a shirt of hers for my daughter. And so I did. Um, so check that out. Um, again, it's sundaygolds.com. Shout out Kaylin Arnold, Michaela Edenfield, and all of the shirts that she's doing with. She's got an Area 24 shirt for Sydney. She's got different stuff. I think she's got a K Time shirt for Sandercock and Danielle and stuff. So anyway, I might be misquoting that, but I think that's accurate. So check uh, check out SundayGoals.com because that was pretty cool. Uh, Richie, you got anything before we get out of here? Nah, man. Just uh, happy Easter to everybody. I hope you uh, enjoy the day celebrating with your your friends and family. And I'm excited to go devour some lamb here in a few hours. <laughs> go get after it. Um, yeah, happy Easter to everybody that celebrates um, the day that death blew a 3-0 lead. That's my favorite joke to make every year on Easter over and over and over again. So shout out um, to that corny joke that I will continue to make forever. Uh, and we will be back. I don't think we have any pop-ups or anything crazy happening this week. So week off, but we'll be back next Sunday to talk about hopefully a big offensive line transfer that has solidified yeah. and uh, we'll be coming to Florida state. Um, follow us on social media. If you, again, if you made it through the end of this show all the way to the end, please hit the like button on Facebook on um, subscribe on YouTube and share this for us. We'd appreciate it. We will see you guys in a week. Happy Easter and go Knowles. <laughs>